Welcome to the Space Between Podcast. I am your co-host, Jossie Cunningham, here with my beautiful co-host, Joy Natolo, and our <clears throat> esteemed guest, uh, former uh, boxer extraordinaire, former MMA fighter, uh, Jeremy Williams. How you doing, brother? Thank you. I'm very well, man. Thank you for welcome, having me, guys. Welcome. Thank you for having me What's in the up, Space man? Between. Space Between. Um, well, first, we're going to dig into a lot of your history. Uh, you were born in Dodge, Fort Dodge, Iowa. Where the hell yeah, is that? Yeah, that is a small <laughs> town. In, in Iowa, somewhere where where <laughs> the white people live on this side mm-hmm. and the black people live on this side. Mm-hmm. And as you get closer to the line, you know, they sprinkle a little bit, but extremely left is this, extremely right is that, which is the craziest shit ever really? to me. Because my mother is white, my father's black. Ah, so you had to deal with like, wow. I didn't grow up there. I just tell you what it is. and so what what um i mean honestly what brought you to boxing and when did you move to long beach i moved to long beach when i was like three okay so i mean that's basically my my hometown i've been there i went to junior high high school college i didn't really go to college (laughs) but but i did everything i did everything in long beach that's where i grew up and um my father introduced me to boxing like when i was like six years old by this like he bought a bag and put it in our backyard and he's like you had my sisters hit the bag and they, oof, oof, oof. And they oh, thanks, that's cool. And they said, here, son, hit the bag. And I was like, shh, I'll hit the bag. He said, well, hit it again. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm, sound I, effects. I'm done. That's how it sounds. That's a real sound. It's like technically, like I used to work for one of those people that do, anyways. But so, you know, my father was like, Hit the bag and I hit it. And I'll do it again. <laughs> hit the bag, and um, and, he, and he said, "Keep hitting it." And I was like, "I don't want to hit it." And then I took the gloves off. And he said, "You're going to be a boxer." And I said, "I don't want to be a boxer." He said, "I didn't ask you if you want to be a boxer. You're going to be a boxer." I was like, "Okay," <laughs> and and it seemed like, you know, like instantly, I I was in the gym like the next day. My dad. Who knew? I mean, obviously, knew boxing as a as a visual sport, mm-hmm. not as something. And my father, very, very creative and very smart man. He, like he learned boxing and taught me how to box. So we were like in this process of, of learning the sport and how to do it together. That's kind of cool, actually. That is actually very, yeah. very. very I give cool. my 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 father was brilliant, yeah. brilliant man. Like could figure out things like like crazy. Like he, I can't hit a baseball to save my life. My father can hit a baseball, shoot a basketball. I can do all of this. I'm not really a good athlete. I mean, but I'd never say that. <laughs> but, but my father, like phenomenal, could do anything. You Walk played football. You played, did. I played football. I'm, it's like go hit that guy. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So, I remember playing football. I used, to, I used to play. I used to play football, and and the dude was like, I was a linebacker, and he's like, all right, double X R, fifteen slant, thirty drive, reverse, and I'm like. What the fuck do I <laughs> Who do I have to hit? And I'm like, Joe, Joe, Joe. This guy, my, my other linebacker dude named Joe Bear, rest in peace. I was like, where do I go? He said, just go over there. Hit that guy. Like, done. Done. <laughs> done. Done. Now, now, I know, I know, um, the only thing I know of Long Beach, honestly, before I came to California was, was Snoop Dogg. Because we really? all know that Snoop Dogg is from Long well, Beach. LBC, yeah. From the LBC. Okay, so let um, me let me educate you on in my high school. Okay. At the same time. Okay. Cameron Diaz. Hmm. Will McGinnis. Shout out Cameron. 
Will, uh, Will McGinnis. Yeah. New England Patriots. Yeah, yeah I remember. Okay. USC. Number, number 55, 55. SC. Yeah. Tyus Edney. Basketball. Basketball. Yes, yeah. I remember Tyus. Tyus Edney. I'm talking, at the same time, uh, twin from, uh, you know, twins got a son to go round and round. Nah, you got me right there. Dude, they, they, yeah. the twins, <laughs> anyways, twins, Warren G. Hmm. Regulator. And myself. In high school at the exact same time. Cheese Louise. That's a TV series. Bring <laughs> back. What high school was that? Long Beach Poly. Long, oh, LBC. <laughs> I mean, actually, you know what? I have a friend of mine uh, whose brother went to Long Beach probably years ago. But anyway, uh, so so Long Beach from the age of three. Yep. Three boxing two. since six. Yeah. Um, how was, I mean, as far as like, because when I think of my childhood, my dad, Used to whip my ass basically and 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 everything. He was like, You gonna be tough, you're gonna run fast, you're gonna jump high. That's just what it was. Was your father the same way? My like father was my, my my father was like a like a Obi what's the what's the Obi Wan Kenobi? There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my, he was like he like really my father really creative, really tricky, very smart, you know, but like not school smart, but just like he just knew how to figure things out mm -hmm. and like he would watch some people boxing on tv muhammad ali mm -hmm. joe Lou. i mean and and then he would see a guy do a move and then he'd teach himself the move and then make me do it i said make me because i didn't want to do it <laughs> i wanted to get dirty and go play kickball or something hide right. and go get it or whatever it is. i didn't go get it but you know my, my, and my father was super instrument like in, inspirational to me and like he's my I fucking hate to say, oh, it's my best friend. My mom's my best. Nah, not my best friend, my dad. And he's like, he let me know I'm dad. So you do what I tell you to do. That's and cool. Like, That's real cool. You know, he's like, my dad wasn't my friend. My dad wasn't my. Your dad you wasn't dad. My dad was dad. Did you feel yeah. that, that, that he pushed you to a point to, well, got to, I mean, you obviously. Clearly. Clearly took you. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my father pushed me. When I didn't want to be pushed, he pushed me when I wanted to be pushed, yeah. and, and 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 then he made me made me. I say, you know, gave me the option, made me do what he wanted me to do because I was his child living in his house. You when know? when was the first time you made a little bit of bread boxing? Like hmm, where you were like, this is a, now you I'm know ready. where you started to see because you you always had a little bit of light on you because of your record and the way you were coming up. Yeah. But when it started to become where. There was money involved. Man, was, uh, these, okay, like so I'm, I'm like a young professional fighter at this point. And, oh, well, I can see long ago before that. I remember this guy, his name is Johnny Ace. <laughs> Yo, Johnny Ace. Hey, yeah, Johnny Ace. He called, fuck out of here. Johnny Ace. Ace in the room. Get yeah. the fuck out of here, right? So he <laughs> calls my dad from Detroit. He's a black dude. Yeah. He calls my father from Detroit. He goes, look. I oh, I have a boxing team in Detroit, and the Kronk boxing team beats us every year. And I want your son to come out and win this tournament. And you beat, you know, like even up. I want your son to come out and beat this guy. You beat this guy, I'll give you X. I don't know what it was because I ain't get shit, but like, you know, like a bag of Twinkies or something. <laughs> I ain't get shit. But like, so the dude flew us to Detroit, right? We stayed in his house. And this guy, you know, I st I told the guy, we, his name is Cotty King, right? I, I, he's my Instagram friend. I've known the guy since, you know, 15 to today or 14 yeah. or whatever. And uh, he's a good dude, Cotty King in Detroit. And um, <clears throat> I went to Detroit, like, I'm like, and mind you, we're in the middle of winter. I'm bright because I'm a light-skinned black dude. <laughs> light-skinned. <laughs> you dark, I'm light. <laughs> 
And so I go to Detroit, and Detroit is all black at the time. And they're like, who that white boy? And I'm like, <laughs> me? And then, you know, I had a little attitude. I'm like, mm, mother effer took it to you. You call white boy. <laughs> and then, so, you know, and I fight this guy named Kadi King, and I beat the brakes off him. And then from that moment on, I had like a reputation of being like a hired, not killer, but a hired fighter, you know? And I was like, my dad probably made, I don't know what he made. I made like 50 bucks. I got paid to fight. I mean, technically I didn't get paid. But right. I got, I got paid to do, to go to Detroit and win this tournament mm -hmm. for this guy. And uh, that was like the first time I made some money. It was like, you know, whatever, a hundred bucks or and the first time I made some substantial money, I was like, so I could buy this and that. <laughs> and that and money. And that. And that money. And that and still have money up? They're like, yeah. I was like, I want it all. I want it all. Yeah, I know. I grew up poor. I, I mean, I said I grew up poor, but like, we were poor. Bro. Like, we were like regular poor. We weren't like dirt poor. Yeah. We were like, we ain't got no money to eat poor. We just like regular poor. You know, like, <laughs> right. All the bills paid. That's about it. It was kind of like uh, Dave Chappelle said that he says uh, he grew up um, rich enough to be around white folk. That's how he says. Yeah. Well, I wasn't that. I wasn't that. <laughs> <laughs> Not that. <laughs> Only white folks around my house was my mom and her friends. Now, 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 in Long Beach and just in California and just period, growing up in like an impoverished area or just growing up, like you said, you grew up. Um, what did you get exposed to as far as gang culture? Everything. Yeah, so Everything. how, I mean, how, and how was that growing I up? I remember at 11, maybe 11, 12 years old, I looked out my window, we live on the second floor. I looked down and I see some dude shooting heroin or whatever it is you mm -hmm. shoot in your mm -hmm. arm with a needle. And I was looking down like, damn, this is real, right? And like, and, and this is like, I'm, I'm at home and I'm mm -hmm. looking and these people live right there and they shooting heroin. I was like, that's the craziest shit I've ever seen. I couldn't never figure out how people would use drugs to, you know, because it just, it wasn't, it was, it was so foreign to me. Cause like, mind you, I have a family full of addicts, but to me, like it just, it was so obtuse. Like, I, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I didn't have my first drink of alcohol until I was 30 years old. Really? Yeah. Power to you, brother. Yeah, man. It's just, <laughs> it's just the thing. Like, it was just, it was never, well, you trained your whole life. You I, I've were been, always training, always I mean, fighting, couldn't always drink. training, always yeah. training. Always training, always boxing, always had something coming up. Yeah. Right? And, and, and a lot of kids don't have things coming up for what they do. They do whatever. Yeah. Right? Like, I had, like, I can't F around right now because in two weeks I got to go to Michigan. When I go to Michigan, from there, then I got to go to go to the Upper Peninsula and I got to go to the University of Northern Michigan because I got this tournament and I got to yeah. fight. And then, like, if I'm on Team USA, I made Team USA at 15 years old. Like, the youngest junior national, national champion ever. I was the, from 14, 15 to, to 15 to 30 champion in the country. Like, nobody could beat me. And, like, there was, I, I mean, I sound like the, but dude, like, really, like, I was born to fight, right? Because my father, beat the fear out of me. Hmm. Not, he didn't physically beat me, yeah, but he but beat it out of me. Like, like, why would you be scared of him? He's only got two arms and two legs and you got the same thing. Or why would you, why would you fear that guy because he's taller than you? Why do you fear that? You don't fear anybody. You fear God, nobody. You don't fear anybody. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. No, my, I, fa I, my father was brilliant. 
brilliant like strategist. He like <clears throat> like my father. He would he would work me up into like a like a, a trance or a rage, and like he would say this to me. I swear to God on my mother's life, rest in peace. Can no man beat you? And he would say that to me in my head. He would into my head, and my ear. The whole time I'm getting ready for a fight. Can no man beat you? Can no one man beat you? Can no man beat you? Nobody beat you. You're born a champion. You're raised a champion. Can no man beat you? you know, I mean, in saying this from eight, eight to um, 28, like every day, no man can That's beat you. That's a wild shit. That's they wild, think about bro. That. That's just wild. That, just have that instilled but I mean, in your head. I even think of it like, That's you know, mantra. <laughs> in, 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 in certain perspectives, people will look at your dad and be like, he's wild. He, he beat you to the great dog. But I mean, to see what you became and also to see what you were kept from, you know, because when you're when you got two weeks ahead of you, you got to do something, you know, it keeps you away from doing a lot of negative things. Man, it was so it's been so it's been good so job, dad. like I, I look at my dad, I go and and mind you, my father has kind of went a little. Yeah. But 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 I think, about you know, the difference between a genius and a and a buffoon. Is what they do. He's huh. a small, a small, a small like my, my father's brilliant. And then he's just like kind of losing. It happens. It happens. And it does. And, and you know what? I I used to be like, Dad, what the my father feared success. It's crazy. Hmm. My father feared success. It's the most un and I didn't realize this till I grew up. Because I didn't know. I was just this is my dad. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like he would do everything to make sure I win. But for him to win. He would do something to shut himself off. Wow, a lot of people do that. Though. I mean, I should I a do that sometimes, that. you know? And I think I think that that fear, as as my, as my mentor said today, shout out Sid Williams. Um, fear is just false evidence appearing real, and it really is. Until you find evidence for the fear that you have, it's not real. It's 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 false. It's not real. And for you, you know, like I mean, dude, that's for me. Like as a as a son of a dad who also struggled with that. You know, like he, he, he's brilliant. Mm. I mean, brilliant beyond brilliant, but never crossed that line, but always got us there. Yes. Always made sure yeah. that we were there and that's sacrifice. And I think that's a part of, you know, parenting. That's a part of just being a parent. Just yeah, being, but you I, know? I fear that somehow I'm like that hmm. because that's all I know. I, I know success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know what it feels like for people to go, oh shit, look at him. That's, that's right, but my children don't know that, huh. right? And and then there's so much pulling against them today that things that I don't even have any God, clue. Like, yeah. like my daughter's like, oh my god, dad, don't put, don't post that picture. Like, why? <laughs> I don't look right. I'm like, you don't have to be camera ready every freaking time you take a picture. Yes, you do. Yeah. No, you don't. But you think about it, this whole generation. Oh, no, what's she fourteen now? She's fifteen. She's fifteen. I mean, both of y'all parents. Are yeah, yeah, right? we have daughters the same Teenage, age, yeah, you know. Yeah. But you know, like every kid is camera ready all the time. I know. Nobody's just like you don't see a picture of somebody on Instagram or Facebook or whatever the heck it is. Like you don't just see them like in the middle of a moment. You see, you them, might, and then they explain it in the caption. Oh. This is me being free, being open, <laughs> being alive. You're like, yo, get out of here. No, with that. it's not you being free, open, and alive. Why? Because you said you're free, open, and alive. That's 
posed picture. You know, I just, I just, I find it so, so difficult, man, to find, find anybody who like is just not trying to be perfect. <laughs> I, uh, I, For real. I, Every, I agree. You know, agree. people who are listening to this, open up your Instagram, open up your Facebook and look at the pictures. So you might find people who like running down the street, da, 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 but the people who are, who are posing pictures, perfect. <laughs> All the followers. Oh my! God. I mean, and and it's so funny just to bring this up because you know, um, I was talking to Joy about this today. You know, this whole generation of influencers and what actually influence are they making? And I think if anything, they're causing us to to look in the mirror and go, "Nah, this ain't right." Let me push this to the side. Let me pull this up. And it's sad because it for a fourteen-year-old, I didn't have that opportunity to have that conversation with myself um i i had a different conversation but at the same time it's like i don't I, I could not live with myself if i was you know 14 years old looking in the mirror every day and being like i don't like what i see dude it's a false i need to fix truth. what i see it is it, it is yeah. a false truth that people are living you know and it makes it difficult man for 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 the kids who live that regular life yeah right whether they live it in la or they live it in iowa exactly they got a regular life and they're like ashamed of it dude don't be ashamed of who you are hmm. because that's all you're gonna be until you change hmm. right after growing up boxing did you want your kids to be in boxing or not at all not at all right and why i not? thought i thought it would be great to teach them how to fight but the more you learn how to fight the less you want to do it it's crazy but it is because like if some like somebody wanted to challenge me i've been challenged to fight as an i'm like 46 years old I'm like dude well, i'm not fucking fighting <laughs> but but on the, on the other side of that is like I I'm gonna hit you, you're gonna I guarantee I'm gonna knock you out. Right? <laughs> I'm telling you I'm gonna whether I keep whether I dude, I'm just, I will knock you. Out. And then and then after I knock you out I'm gonna go through your pockets I'm gonna take every dime you got. <laughs> I am from Long Beach, bro. I'm just, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, so you're gonna wake up, you have a black eye, broke pockets out, and 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 really, oh, and wait, really? and then you can Instagram it. Okay, <laughs> get it right there. Yeah. That's perfect. Bam, that's perfect. Yeah. And then all your friends are gonna know you got beat up, and you didn't even get a shot in. Right. So that's why at 46, he ain't knocking nobody out right now, dude. I'm just like, you know, you want got the energy for that. <laughs> now did now you know i always i'm always curious as to how people deal with having older siblings because i'm the youngest right and having older siblings is uh it's just interesting being the it youngest. Is, you know is. you have pressure that you don't know you got it's just a lot now my i had an oldest brother pass away two years ago no, sorry, and i i i've shaped a lot of my new perspectives of life and everything around that because I thought that that was at first when I had happened to me was the biggest loss that ever happened in my life. True. But in this day and age, as I sit here right now in front of you, um, it's the greatest gain, if, if anything, in my life because it's given me an, an outlet. It's given me someone that I know is looking out for me on the other side okay. to make sure that this little life I have goes accordingly. So, with you having brothers, now, I mean, how, I mean, how would your brothers treat you? Like, how did, um, how did that work in your so, household? So, my brothers, and, and they have today, turned out to be great men. I love that. I said it turned out to be great. <laughs> it took a long time. It, it took, like my, they had, we have a dad, yeah. but we didn't have a dad. Oh. Right? We have a mom. Well, she was kind of like, 
you know, like a goalie, like yeah, yeah, yeah. pushing things around, you I know, feel rather than straightening shit out, you know. And then uh, my brothers, like they turned to drugs and alcohol, young, 12, 13, 14, and then crime because they, you know, shit happened. Yeah, right? yeah. And so like they spent the better part of their childhood and adult, not adult, uh, young adulthood in prison in jail, in prison. And I remember going to see my brother in jail and going to see my other brother in prison. Like, wow. And then like, true, true story. They got, one got locked up. I'm going to make up the months because I don't remember. One got locked up in January, arrested. One got arrested in January and the other one got arrested in February. And then they go to the Twin Towers. Downtown, it's a, it's a thing in LA. Where, and then one's on the fifth floor and one then that one's on the sixth floor. And then they go to court like a year later. All right, you dummy, go. You're going to El Central Prison, six years. Go. The next month, the other brother goes to court. Goes to court. You're going to El Central Prison, seven years. Go. So they 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 both get sent to the same prison. And they're on different yards. And then over the years, they get transferred to the higher level, lower level, whatever. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. The last year. Same jail, same cell, same bro brothers in the same cell. Stop. Swear to God. Yo. That's why I check. <laughs> That's wow. How, how old were your brothers at the time? At the time of arrest, I think like early to mid thirties, somewhere like that. And at the time you were training, you were training, and your brothers were going in and out of jail, but your dad kept focus on you staying out of trouble. My my father's kept focus on me, like to the point where it was annoying. So you were the good son. I don't know how good it was. But, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, yeah, 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 two, yeah, like, can't see the fuck out of trouble. For, for and, lack of a better term, yeah, I was the good son. I was a good kid. And then my sister, I have two older sisters, and they're like, uh, you know what I mean? Because everything good happens to me. Huh. And, dude, we live in a hood, boy. Ain't much happening good, trust <laughs> me. You know what I mean? But the thing is, like, so there's this thing called Operation Gold, which is like the U Team USA will well, I'll, I'll give you a stipend mm -hmm. and I don't know, it's like 300 bucks a month or whatever. So I would get 300 bucks a month from the state, well, from the, from the boxing organization for the, I'm sorry, for the Olympic committee for food. Cause you know, they know a lot of boxers, a lot of, a lot of athletes don't really have enough. So they, a lot they, of athletes. They, they give, they give you a little something just to tide you over. So I was making 300 bucks a month. I was like, shit, I could do this all fucking year. You know I mean? And then for me, I'm like 14 years old, get 300 bucks. It's like, man, I'm, I'm living balling, balling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got Doritos, I can buy, I can buy me some chips, some Cheetos. I can buy me some new shoestrings, freeze pops. You know oh, man. But you know, at the end of the day, like I worked for every dime I've ever gotten. And nobody ever given me shit. People say, well, you're a boxer, you make a lot of money. I said, no, I'm a boxer. I earned a lot of money. Knock people out for that money. Right? Yeah, or or got knocked out yeah, for exactly. that money. Or got beat up and got cut. Got you know, see the why my eyebrows don't grow? Because no, I've been that. cut. Why my hands don't close? Because I have arthritis. And I'm only 46 years old. I have arthritis. Like how do you feel about boxing now today compared Man, what's to the from, you, when you, from the last time you, you know, 15 years ago you fought? Man, I, I think the fighters here have no, for lack of a better term, soul. Hmm. Right? You know, like Anthony Joshua got knocked out that is dead by a dude like that 
I, I never fought this guy, but I fought guys like him right. many times. And you just like if you have a box, if you have boxing roots, you know that this guy you will never you'll never knock him out. You can beat him, but you'll never knock him out. You can't kick him hard enough to hurt him. So why would you, you know what I mean? Why you know, why would you you just box him and get your get your rounds in, make your money, and go home? Right. But you know when if you don't have that boxing background, you don't know that. And these guys, I think there's just a lot of them. A lot of them are very just hollow. Example like. The rappers out today, one hit of quitters, right? There's not an EPMD album or Boogie Down Productions album or Ice Cube album where you, you can rock the whole thing and maybe only hear 10 cuss words in the whole the whole record. Now it's like they got songs. That's all they do is cuss. I don't even know. I don't even know any of the words anymore. I, I can't. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I hear it. I just turn that crap off because it, it's so ridiculous to me. Well, to, I mean, if we believe that music uh, speaks to our soul, you know, our heartbeat. Then we would definitely uh, be more discerning of the music that we listen to. A lot of these youngins, I don't know what the fuck they listen it to. Is, it, it, is it, it is ridiculous. Wow! I like, <laughs> I hear one note, I'm like, oh, turn it off. <laughs> when oh. you coming up, when you, when you were boxing, when did you? Did your dad or your was your dad Muslim or how did you? Become, I like I like convert. No, my, yeah. my my father was was spiritual. He was. He was spiritual, like. You know, and he's a Southern boy. He's from Mississippi, Iowa area. So he, uh, that whole Southern, mm -hmm. you know, Southern Baptist mm -hmm. and people grabbing the ghost and all that. You know, I I think it's the Holy of, Ghost. I think it's a bunch of bullshit. But that's that's me. But I don't I don't knock or defend. If you if that's you, that's do you. your thing, right? Yeah. You know, everybody has and identifies in their own way. So hey, do what you do, right? Mm -hmm. The church that my parents sent us to, mind mm -hmm. you, my mother's white, my father's black. No mistake in that. It's not like my dad, mm, he's my water. No, like, <laughs> black. Brown black. You know, like blue black. Like, yeah, it's blue black. <laughs> blue black. Blue black, that's me. No, uh, but this is not so like, and you know, this this is so long ago, I don't even know if it's true anymore, but yeah. this is something that was told to me and I believe it, and my sister or whatever. They would not marry a white woman and a black man. I the church, that. and this is like early 80s. Yeah. Right, and I was like, "What?" And then and I, it was like a Baptist church, and like you know, but it was a white Baptist church. When I say white, it was like ninety nine percent of the people white, and I was just like, "That that makes no sense to me." And so I started, you know, like going into to different religions, mm -hmm. meaning like I was my at thirteen, fourteen years old. I started, oh, maybe okay, I'll be Catholic because Catholic works. And I was like, Catholic is a bunch of bullshit too. And then. You know, I said, like, uh, I'll be Jewish. And they go, you can't be Jewish. And why? Because you're not Jewish. And I'm like, okay. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know. I, you, you don't know. And then, then a friend was like, man, I got the nation of Islam. They, you know, all the, you know, with the brothers and the black, you know what I'm saying? Say power to the people. Power to the people. Power. power. Right. Okay, the people, like, like strong. <laughs> and then, so I went to, um, I went to a couple um, um, mosques. And yeah. that are FOI, you know, Fruit of Islam. Mm -hmm. And like, I was like, yeah, black power. Yeah, yeah, black power. And then I go, excuse me, uh, excuse me, officer, minister, person. You know, my mom's white. So black power, my mom's white. And they didn't really like, it's like, well, you know, the, the white devil. I'm like, dude, that's what the fuck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Can we, you can't really do that. And my mom's right. Like my can't whole say life, that. you can say it, but fuck, <laughs> don't say it to me. I'm like, dude. And then my mother actually was like, "That's not 
religion. That's 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 that black hogwash bullshit. And I was like, well, what, 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 what should I do? She said, well, if you're going to be a Muslim, then you should go and learn true Islam. Hmm. Right? And I was like, well, how do you do that? She said, read a book. I was like, oh, great. I got to read some shit. But she's like, read a book, find out. Like, she basically, she's like, dude, if you're going to do something, then learn it. Like, educate, learn, learn yourself, learn it. <clears throat> And then decide, make your decision. You know, she's like, do it the way that like a proper person would do it. And I was like, so I did. And uh, <clears throat> I realized, you know, then I, I identified. I was like, yeah, because like there's no God but God. There's no two gods. There's no three gods. There's one God. And the Jews believe that. And the Muslims, like Jews and Muslims are very similar. Only they got this little thing that they hate each other. But like, I don't fucking hate nobody. So I'm like, mm, ain't going to do it with me. So, I mean, I just, I, over years of studying and religion, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm Muslim. I like it. Yeah, cool, cool. And I'm like more, today, I would say I'm just more spiritual than anything. I don't, hey, man, love who you love. Do what you got to do. And um, keep, keep, you know, just keep yourself humble and honest. Hmm. Now, um, <clears throat> I'm going to go back to the box because I, I, I love boxing. <laughs> and I think, I think uh, <laughs> one of the things that you showed us before the show <laughs> was when you had the 10 second knockout. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I've never seen um, somebody get knocked out that fast. How does it, how does it feel to walk in the ring and just within seconds, he's on the ground? I got like, in, like personally, how does that feel? Yeah, I do it. It's, it, it feels like <laughs> it, is, it is the greatest feeling to know that what you've done what you practice for, you train for, you work hard to do, you did it and you won. Mm -hmm. On the other side of it, like now, I look out and go, like, oh man, sorry, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. You know, I mean, like, I, you know, at the time, I was like, yeah, I'll kill you, I'll kill you, I'll kill you, I'll kill you, I'll kill you too. Hold on, move, move. Hey, hey, move. Let me kill you. Wait, wait, move. You got, got hey, right there, move you. I'll kill you. <laughs> If that's all you know is like winning is, is most important, then fuck knocking somebody out is, is is the decision maker. Like I knocked you out, it's done. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't have to wait for the judges, I don't have to wait for the ref. I'm done. Mm -hmm. It's a great feeling, but you know, you can't like like if you hit a baseball or, or throw a winning pass to the like you don't know it's gonna happen until it happens. And then the the true reaction to it is what you really feel. You know, like I hit the dude, I dropped him. And it was what eight, ten seconds, but in my head is he's gonna get back up, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna jump on him, and I'm gonna close this show as soon as I can. That's the way I think, and that's the way most fighters think. Because when we drop somebody, it could be a flash, it could be it could be out, you know, and 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 he the way he dropped, I was like, okay, he's getting back up, and so in my head is like, okay, I'm gonna hit him, I'm gonna go right back to the body, have him drop his hands, gonna put my hand, gonna hit him up up on top again. Hey, but he did, you know, he was like, he was out. <laughs> he was out. If you, if you guys look up Jeremy Williams on YouTube, you're going to find that 10 second knockout too. Um, and then you said now you would feel bad. Not not necessarily bad, but you'd be like, damn, bro. Damn. <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel about football. Like I play ball and I used to try to run my fucking face through somebody's face. Like if my brother would tell you, everybody would tell you, I used to try to murder people on the field. Because I had so much aggression I was trying to get out. Mm. And now at 31, having been removed from football for almost 10 years, um, I look at the game and I'm like, damn, yeah. you got a bunch of brothers out there 
trying to knock and kill out a bunch of brothers. Man. It just don't look right. It doesn't. It know? just don't look right no more. I, 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 I watch boxing and I go, ooh. <laughs> like, yeah. Damn, that's good. Ooh, shit. So what but do you think I, of like today's sports? I, I think, man, they're so watered down. Yeah. It's so watered down. Like the only sport that really hasn't changed much, crazy, golf. Hmm. That's probably because I don't watch it much. But, <laughs> but yeah, I watch golf, I go, oh, it's the same sport. I watch basketball, I go, oh, they can't do this? Or oh, what, they can't do that? Man? Exactly, yeah. I watch football, oh, 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 oh can't, don't, can't, oh, can't, can't use your head, can't use your legs, right. can't use your hands. Right. You can only touch the quarterback after. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, And it, it is a watered-down version of what we're used to. But, I mean, also on the other side of that is kids are bigger, stronger, yeah. faster. Which is why we need to water it down, because they're hurting each other. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I think that's that's something that you know, as a boxer, um, all your life was spent was kind of spent inflicting pain. Yeah, and so how does like like as a as as someone who now sits in the speed of in the seat of spirituality now, like how does that feel? You know, as far as like, do you still have that that yearn to go in and like knock somebody out, or, or like how does that how does that work in your life now? Still, I'm, it's, I'm still growing out of it <laughs> yeah. because you know I, I, I boxed for forty. I'm forty six years yeah. old. I boxed for forty years, and every and it's crazy. The boxing is not a reality, like because you don't just walk up to somebody <laughs> punch in the face. Hey, motherfucker! Ah, <laughs> you know, but it is not. A, you know what I mean? Are like, you sure? <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure? You're sure? Yeah. <laughs> no, but you think about like in boxing. We we don't need, I don't even know you. You don't even know me. Yeah. You sign a contract to fight me. I, I sign a contract to fight you. I've never met you. I seen you fight on TV, right? Because we didn't have YouTube. You see you fight on TV. You see me fight. See me fight on TV. Oh, I could beat him. And I said shit. I could beat him, right? And then we we meet at the we meet at the press conference. We shake hands. I size you up. You size me up. I'm an asshole. You're not. I'm, I'm about to fuck you up. Mm-hmm. And you go yeah yeah dude, whatever. <laughs> and that's the whole. That's our whole conversation. Six weeks later, we come back. Next time when I see each other, we're weighing in. You're 170 pounds. I'm 170 pounds. We're ready. You know, tomorrow we fight. Right? That's, that's it, man. And it's like nowadays, you could just, it's crazy. It's like, oh, I was Instagramming that dude. I seen that motherfucker fight over there. And then he was on YouTube. I was gonna, I'm like, huh? What? <laughs> dude, like, okay. Then what? You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I'm not fucking because you know you can you can do so much more research. I know now that, that with me, I just was like, man, I'm fuck, I don't know. I'll fight. He said, he said, I'll fight anybody. And you go, really? Go, yeah. What about him? Yeah. What about him? Yeah. What about him? Like, maybe. But, you know, <laughs> I don't really know. Like, uh, perhaps. Yeah. Now, now, like, <laughs> how'd you meet Joe? I met Joey. We both lived at the time in the valley in mm-hmm. California, San Fernando Valley. My friend Juan Bonilla is a friend of his, friend of mine. You know, he my neighbor, his friend. <laughs> and he's like, we're in Florida training, blah, blah, blah. and he's like, this is my friend Joey. I'm like, where do you live? He's like, I live in Sherman Oaks. I was like, yeah, I, do, I do too. Like, his office was like right around the corner from my house. And then we just became friends, right? And, and then, and then um, just like, I don't know, we're probably 25 years later, we're still friends yeah yeah it's just he like he still trains he still trains dax he trains my trains son still yeah and you yeah. see and on and, and off i train my my other kids uh, all the way through you know yeah i want to train me next um 
So you saw Joey before his awakening, um, prior to him um, kind of having the oneness, the feeling of you just uniting it with the planet. Um, you know, what did you see before his awakening as far as like, what's the difference in Joey now? <laughs> so so the difference in, in, it's like night and day. Yeah. Like, I never met anybody who was a true hustler. <laughs> you know, I'm, not, I'm not talking about like a little Charlie Street hustle, dude. I'm like a proper fucking hustler. <laughs> like, there's a problem. Tell this dude, fix it. Within a day, within two days. If there's an issue somebody had, you know, there's like, da -da -da. we need X amount of dollars because we need to go get do this because this thing is that. Boom. This guy, I mean, like, truly, like, very, very smart guy. Very, very smart guy. Very resourceful. Thank you. And very, and very, um, like, dedicated to to his hustle. But I'm not talking about the hustle for even fucking three-car model hustle. I'm talking about business hustle. I learned a lot of business from him. You know, just, and, like, I'm a kind of, I don't really talk much, mm -hmm. you know, so I, like, <clears throat> he would do stuff and I would just listen you know what I mean? Because I'm like, I want to learn what it takes to do what you do, right? Because obviously you're doing it and you're successful. So how can I get there? How can I, you know, how can yeah. I get there? And there was a show I think he mentioned called The Consultants. Um, remember that, that? that? That never actually came to to fruition. But um, what was your role in that? That was my idea. Tell us and about then, it. And it was The Consultants. The Consultants were like a group of like, for lack of a better term, uh, eighteen type people, like different characters. You're the you're the smart you're the smart right. guy. You're the sh shafty guy. You're the driver. You're the tough guy. You're this, and it's a group of people that would go and they would solve problems for other people. The consultants is the idea. Like we will, you know, we consult with these people and there's a problem. So then we send this team out and we and we fix it. Huh? Yeah, we had to. He, what happened was <clears throat> he said he had this idea, and I was like. I just wanted to go to the office. I was busy something that day. So I said, <laughs> and, and the, the, my partner at the time, Alan Roof, goes, if you get um, uh, Rena Mero, we'll do it. Oh, that's and, right. And so, so you left, and he goes, like, he just wanted to get him out of the office. We didn't actually think he'd come back with Rena Mero. <laughs> swear, never thought in a million years, because at the time, she was like the biggest thing in wrestling at the time. Oh, right, yeah. She was huge, giant, huge, giant, huge. And he came back, and he got Rena Mero. And we were like, damn, he got, so that, that, Kept on, you get Dennis Rodman, Jeff Speakman. Yeah. There was a couple, like it, it one thing led to another. People, yeah. So it almost got set up at Napti, but at it, uh, it, last minute it fell apart, but we got close. You know what you get when you get close? You know what you get? Talk to us. Nothing. True. Nothing. No, you know what second place gets? It felt good for a while though. You know what second place gets? <laughs> what? Forgot. And that, and and that actually is I'm I'm glad you bring that up because you know when I when I take a a, a deep dive into your boxing history, um, into your career, it seems like you always got right there, like right like right there, and it just didn't happen. So how does that feel? You know what I'm saying? It feels bad because I was my worst enemy because I, I believed I believed in myself on the surface, but emotionally like. I always thought I wasn't good enough. 
which is, you know, like I've done a lot, you know, and I've, I've made a lot of people happy and I made a lot of people sad and a lot, a lot of people, you know, indifferent. And I've really just put myself in a position where like when it becomes, when it becomes too much, like my father, I fear success hmm. to a certain extent. You know, I did, I won some titles, I won some this, and I won some that, but to be, and I don't even, I'm not even talking about boxing. Yeah. I'm talking about for me to be consistently happy with myself, I've, I've just now started to realize that what it takes, and it takes 100% what I do, not what the world does, not what, not what, what is presented to me. It's like, I take care of myself emotionally through giving giving positive energy out to people who who work for me, work with me, and work around me. I love that, and I and I I can relate to that as well. As far as I think, one of the hardest things that I've continued to deal with in my life is that I didn't make it professionally in football, <clears throat> and um, and a lot of my friends did. Like people I still hang around, they still are are there, mm-hmm. and it's been tough for me because I had all the skills. I had more than all the skills. I had too much. So, you know, I, I, I find that both of us suffer from the same thing as far as there's this core belief um, that, you know, we're not good enough uh, and that we can't get the job done, that we won't succeed. And I, and I was telling someone recently that, you know, when you're the pusher, it's different. You know, like when someone else is pushing you and, 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 and directing all your steps, you don't have full belief in it because it's not your steps. So it's like he's just, oh, go there, go there. So at 40 years old, you just told me that, you won your first title. I won my my first world title at forty years old. And 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 how <clears throat> and how and why? Because I finally wanted it. I finally believed in myself. I finally said, "Okay, I deserve it." And and I went. I went. I fought the guy, and I beat the brakes off him. And and then I was like, "Thank you. I'm done." <laughs> I, I never fought again. Really? Yeah. That is you wow. Know, they they offer me oh wait you can go to England and fight this guy for X and you can go for, go to China you can do a show over there for Y and you can do this and you can do that and I'm like I'm done I'm huh. done like I don't you know it's not about money like, I would have fought this fight for free because it's not about money it's something like I won the world title when I wanted to win and it was not you know my father. My father wasn't, he was there, but he wasn't in my corner. And my, uh, my mother had passed away and I, I, I would, I would, I had talked to her, you know, and I was like, um, I went into the ring. I already knew I won. When, when I fought Akawande, right? This is a guy named Henry Akawande, English Nigerian dude. Um, that was for the heavyweight title, right? Six, yeah. I was, but, but mind you, look, so today I'm sitting here having this conversation with you. And I'm already fighting in a week. Hmm, fucking week. Tomorrow. But I'm having a conversation with you today, interviewing about the fight. And tomorrow, I'm fighting a guy named Joe Blow. True story. Forgot the guy's name. Right? And they go, hey, you know what? The Alexander Zokin, Henry Akawande fight fell out. Your fight's off. Oh, it's 100,000 bucks I was going to make. Huh. Right? And I was like, Ah, because I was spending that money already. <laughs> and then they go, you know what? If you fight Henry Akawande, we'll give you 600000 for the same fight you were going to do anyway. And if you win, 
WBO heavyweight champion. If you don't, I mean, no, they don't say if you don't. They say if you win, you're world champion. If, and you get 600,000 in your next fight, you'll fight Alexander Zoka and you make 5 million or 2 million or whatever. And I was like, how tall is he? He was like, six foot nine. What? <laughs> mind, mind you, mind you. Excuse I'm a proper six one ish. Like maybe if I take ish. my like, like I'm big, uh, <laughs> but that's some bitches. Anyway, but it, but it, so it was like, oh, so this is my in true story. This is how boxing works. This is how it works. So if you don't fight, the whole show is off. So the hundred thousand you're gonna make that cost me ten thousand dollars to train for this fight, you're just gonna have to eat it because we're not gonna give it to you back. The whole show is off. Everybody goes home. Thank you very much. Bye bye bye. Or you fight the guy, and you make six hundred thousand. Win or lose, six hundred thousand. And if you win, you're a world champion. Box the champion, heavyweight champion. It was for the, the for for WBO heavyweight champion tomorrow. But the fight is, and this is today, what are we like, four or five o'clock here, right? It's the same shit, like tomorrow. So fight this six foot nine dude, or fight the other guy who's six two, who you're trained for, or fight him. But if you don't fight him, show's off. Okay. <laughs> right? What's the worst thing that's gonna happen? You get knocked out. No big deal. I, I'm like, I ain't worried about that. I'm, I'm about to beat some motherfuckers. Right? Scared to death. I'm 20, 22, 23 years old. I'm a kid. If you look at the picture of me, I'm like this skinny kid, like fighting this dude who's a skinny <laughs> six foot nine dude who was like trained for six weeks, eight weeks to fight for the world championship. <clears throat> I trained zero days to fight for the world champion. Not saying I didn't train hard, but I didn't train hard for that guy. I trained yeah, hard yeah, for like, you. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and at the end of the day, I'm ten thousand dollars into this fight. You know, for training fees and da da. So <clears throat> I'm not rich at this time. I'm like, what? What am I do? Just check him. Just fight him, Jeffrey. Just go. We'll give you ten thousand for your training expenses here. Now we're fucking done. Okay. And I was scared. No, I was I was truly scared, but I was like, "What am I do?" Mm-hmm. And there was like nothing that nothing that I did that would have made me say, "Ah, I shouldn't, I shouldn't do this." At that point in your career, <clears throat> did that fight after that fight <clears throat> did it fu- did it fuck with you? Being that you got to that point, that was. And having to make that decision in such a, a small Fast. amount of time yeah. to change your life for the rest of your life and having to do that because that was it. That was the pinnacle of, that was it. That, that was the stage. Know, that was, it, it, you worked it, your whole life to get right there and had to make that decision right there. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, you know, like the young 22 year old guy was like, fuck it, let's get, I'll kill that motherfucker. Blah, blah, blah. I'll kill him. Blah, blah. And then the, the kid that lives inside of me that every everybody has with them you know, it's like, wow, man, you just put yourself in a position that you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, before I get into the ring to fight, as a, you know, as a fight, as a competitor, not spar, but when I fight, 
I are, I have this emotional feeling. I have this thing that talks to me. That the same thing that my father would be talking to me. I have this thing that talks to me, tells me what I'm going to do. It tells me when I'm going to do it. And it, it tells me what's going to happen. Wait, wait, hold, 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 on, hold, on, hold on. So wait, wait, <laughs> wait a minute. Um, so your dad doesn't, he's not speaking to you, but there's, there's something else. Yeah. Now what it, I've heard this from Joya before. What is that something else? You know, what is that? What is that inner voice? What is that something else that's telling you and propelling you? What is it, that? You know, it's, it is, uh, it, I, I've never defined what it is, mm -hmm. but it's that same person that's talking to you right now, giving you the next question. Hmm. You know that one? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> him. Yeah. I know him. I know him real well. <laughs> no, but wait, what did, but, <laughs> what did he just say? <laughs> that was, yeah. That was, but, you know, we we all hmm. have it. It's just, do we listen to it? Exactly. And as and uh, as a professional <laughs> athlete, as an athlete, as a football player, as a business owner, as as as, as a guy who who's making decisions for other people and yeah, things on, in your life, on the daily, yeah. and you're making them like right now. You you're not just doing it yourself. I mean, you, it's your, your spirit, your God, your 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 inner person that, that's driving you forward and pulling you away. Hmm. And, and and that 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 person talks to me all the time, and they was telling me that dude, this this ain't right, this fight huh. ain't right, and I should have listened to myself. But at the time, I was too young to listen to myself because yeah. I didn't understand what what that meant. Like if that happened today, I'd be like, yeah, I'm good. No thanks. I don't need the money. Hmm. No, I, I would like it, but I, uh, I'm good. Uh, you give me six, eight, ten weeks to train, different story. But to fight this dude tomorrow. Never happened. And it's, it's, but it's, you only fucking know that yeah. after you've been through it. Yeah. Nobody tells you, there's no book on saying this is the way you prepare for life. Because my life is 100% different than his life, and 100% different than yours, 100% hers. Like my life, fucking trouble. My life, beautiful. My life, inspirational. My life, dull and boring. My life. Yours? But I know that's some of the parts of my life. And, and the boxing part of it ran my life for a long time. And then once <clears throat> I stopped it, I didn't know who I was. Hmm. There's no rule, there's no there's no book to tell you about the day after the day you retired. And there's no going away party. There's no Congratulations, you did a great job. You don't get a, a watch and fucking a ring and <laughs> a little plaque. The coconut smile. <laughs> Good job. No, I got inducted to the Hall of Fame, right? Yep, Golden Gloves Hall of Fame. <laughs> and uh, they gave me a plaque. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but wait, wait, spell my name wrong. Just <laughs> gonna see my name. It's, it's not right. It's, 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 like, it's not your name wrong. wrong. You know, that's funny. That's funny. And, I, and I give it back to them, and they go, "Oh yeah, we'll fix it. We'll fix it. We'll fix it." I appreciate the Hall of Fame. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I ain't seen that shit. <laughs> it's already been another Hall of Fame induction, and I ain't got my shit back yet. <laughs> so, it's okay. You gonna so get it back? That's some Hall of Fame. That's some spicy bullshit. Hey, Golden Gloves, <laughs> give him his stuff back. <laughs> no, the the Professional Boxing Hall of Fame. 
Give him his stuff back. Give me my thing. It's like he just wants his thing. Give him his even, plaque. I don't even know what it is now. It's like a plaque or it's like a picture plaque. Or <laughs> now I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna come back to um, you know this idea of channeling. I've been, uh, you know, I had a phone call today, and that's what we were talking about because I was saying that when I teach classes, um, the Jossie method, um, I channel because I don't even know where the messages are coming from. I don't know what's happening. There are things that are coming out of my mouth that I have no idea or no control over. And it's landing in all the right places. Now, Joey always discusses the same thing as far as that's how we connected. We connected on the spiritual tip as far as he grabs information from above in the same fashion as I do. Um, and as we all do, we just, we're acknowledging that. Mm -hmm. And so have you. Um, so when you were boxing, you know, like, was there a different zone that you had to occupy and get into to knock somebody out? Like what, like what, what, what do you, what zen takes mode, over you? Zen yeah, like mode. is it Zen mode? But in warrior Zen mode. Warrior Zen. Like <laughs> how do you, how do you knock somebody out? Like what? So, 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 this is probably not even the answer you want, but this Nah, is, I get it. So, dyslexic, I'm dyslexic, yeah. right? And I come from a white mother and a black father. Yeah. To light to be white, not not dark enough to be black. <laughs> That's the truth. I've been going through hell from people, not so much anymore, but when I was a kid, my whole life, my whole life. And, and what drive me to be the best fighter I want to be is, is I'm going to beat you so fucking bad that anytime you see somebody in my color, you're going to walk the other direction. Damn. And if me and you fought, I would beat the fuck out of you. I mean, talking I would, to me right now. I would be, I would, I would beat you. Like my mother, my mother, rest in peace, would say, like, I fight dark skinned black men harder than I fight anybody. Hmm. Because growing up, that's who gave me the most trouble. That's who I was the most scared of. Wow, that's deep. So for me, that's like, deep. I, I play. Um, Today I have no issue with anybody. Yeah. I love it all. Yeah. But when I was when I was a kid, young teenager, uh, what is what preteen, teenager, junior high, high school, I'm like, man, I'm I'm fucking test me, I will guarantee I will hurt you. Because I have no remorse. You know, completely different person now, but that that was my thing. Like that idea of of if I can hurt you, and I know I can hurt you, I can hurt you it. physically, right? Like people were like, "Ooh, like, oh that that motherfucker box," and somebody like, "I fucked that nigga up." And I'd be like, <laughs> "Come like, on, who the fuck you talking about? <laughs> who you talking to me?" And straight away, no issue, no second. Like now, I walk up on him, and then he started being like, "Ah, bam." <laughs> sleep like straight away, straight away it's crazy what you say about uh the light skin dark skin thing yeah because people don't think that color colorism is real and it very much is even in the black community there is there's sections that we belong to mm -hmm. um which is so crazy you know it's so crazy to fit into an identity that also separates you into another identity um and i and i found that when i was growing up because i was the only black kid in my school for years wow i mean like years and it used to affect me and it still affects me today because it gave me a comfort zone that wasn't mine. Mm -hmm. It gave me a comfort zone in, in into white communities. 
that I didn't live in. But or that the ones who don't know you don't accept you. Don't, exactly. Because I go back home coming from private school and I'm talking a little different. And I might wear Sid Sucker suits or I might wear Doc Martens. And there's a problem with that. People look at me like, oh, nigga, you ain't, you ain't one of us. And I'm over here like, well, I know I'm not one of y'all. And so for me, it was the same thing. I grew up in a very dual world as far as like I didn't know who the fuck I was growing up because I was going to school with people who didn't look like me coming home, people who did look like me, and I didn't fit in into both communities. It's difficult. It's difficult. <laughs> you know? So it was tough. And I think that it, it boils down to the, the main idea or concept that we're categorized as human beings and that we are supposed to fit into this boxed identity of this or that. And I think, you know, as three brothers that share a likeness as men, we all don't look alike. But do we have similar thoughts? Have we gone through a similar path in life? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where I'm trying to get to in my own life is to show people that despite your story, despite all of our stories, it's all interconnected. You know, like it all weaves. Something. It's, you know, and it is, uh, it's crazy because um, I have I have three sons. Mm-hmm. Shit, wait, home shit. Yeah, four songs. <laughs> it happens. I have four sons, man, and, and, and the things that and and one looks like a big ass Samoan. <laughs> one one looks like a little Puerto Rican. <laughs> one is like twelve, and he just looks like a little like regular whatever whatever regular is. And then my other son is is, is brown skin like me. I'm like, dude, you guys look like a Benetton <laughs> But you know, I like, but I can see, I see how, like, one of my sons is, is brown skin, and he, you know, he, he he's trying so hard to identify black. Mm. One of my sons, he's a big old son of a bitch, and he's trying so hard to identify with being different. Mm. Which is like I'm like, dude, you don't identify with that. You're, you're different. So I worked. You're different. So I worked. You did it. You succeeded. Yeah. My, High five. Get to work. My, my my other son is like he's trying so hard to be the hardest gangster type ish mm-hmm. person, and just like which one is that? Elijah. Elijah. And I ain't like you know got a tattoo. I got hair. I'm like whatever, nigga. Cool. I'm like, stop. You know. <laughs> You, he's like they, they look hundred percent Puerto Rican, <laughs> but they look like like Cute like the, his color, right? Yeah. But I'm like, son, you know when when people see you walking around, like with cornrows, son, they think, look at that white boy with cornrows. That's not cool. <laughs> Nobody really likes that. It's like, you can do what you want to do. I'm just gonna say, you gotta go cornrows. Whatever, Dad. I do, and they, they act like I have no idea. Like, son, I grew up being mixed. It's, trust me, I know. But, you know, it's it's a different time. It's a different area. But it's just the... the, the my kids grew up in the valley. Mm-hmm. I, I grew up in, on the east side of Long Beach. Like, you motherfuckers are harder than me. <laughs> but you grew up in the valley. <laughs> I'm sorry. Granada Hills. You, grew up, <laughs> you know what I mean? I grew up on the east side of Long Beach. Like, that's kind of a little tougher than most California neighborhoods. Well, it's 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 the culture. You know, you look at music, you look at hip hop, you look at everything that encompasses black culture in this country and there's this edge to it. 
Is it, um, but is it black culture? Or is it just? I think it's, it's just culture. Is it the, yeah, it's just culture. I think in, in this country, culture? it's 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 we've we've created uh, a cultural norm um, that is encompassing of everything. It's crazy because like I, I see some white boy walking down the street sagging their pants. Like, oh yeah. When I was growing up, if you, you was a gangster, if you sag, and if you're not a gangster, you don't sag. But I feel like white boy. I'm like, baby, pull him up. <laughs> hey, bro. I had a black guy. Hey, bro, your pants are falling. Your pants, like your pants, like because you have red underwear. I see him. I see him. I see him. See your drawers. I see him. You got draw. You get, and then you got like tidy. I don't know. Fruit alone. You got stuff on. You got things on that shouldn't. I don't want to see like you in your pants. That's the culture, though. The that's culture so, so allows crazy. for for everything, you know. And that's what this bridge is that we're trying to create is to show people that inherent in pop culture is this also very conscious community as far as like. In order for these people, actors, singers, to you know climb the highest heights, they have to be conscious. They have to be tapping into something um, because they're eclipsing things that humans aren't even designed to do. And I think that that's where we meet now. It's like you look out in the world, you look at all the most successful people, whether it's business or whether it's spirituality, even business, or whether it's sport or anything, um, they'll tell you themselves that they take on um, different energies because they have to man, you know the craziest shit man and it's, it's, i don't know if it's, it's a, on this subject but it's different like i turned on the news this morning cnbc and kim kardashian kim is kardashian. Who, dude i was fucking so, i've never been a fan never oh, i don't know the, if i am now but cnn this morning this morning standing or sitting next to the president of the United States talking about this initiative to help people who just get out of jail, yeah. like get their lives back on track. Right. And she had this huge, she like 10 minute dissertation of how, how she's doing these things and how we can help. And, and I was like, I've never been a fan of this woman, but this I could, I would help. Exactly. It's, and it, it is to create like, I'm like, isn't she the one that was so, she, here, here's what happened you know it is she recognized her powers and i think that's what a lot of the, the the people in pop culture when they recognize who they are they want to do better because they know that they have a platform that's big enough and wide enough to actually deliver messages that can touch people man i was, I was so, so I, her I and kanye both are like her and kanye are I definitely mean, digging into some things that are yeah, very much you know because the mental health conversation is what we always talk about and i think kanye talks about it a lot because he suffers from bipolar and or not suffer, he actually is uh, better because of it. Um, but it's given him this this very wild mind. Mm. It's like a monkey mind. It goes here, it goes there, it goes there. But he is actually, you know, standing up for all of us that are also suffering from depression and from being categorized with diseases that we don't have or conditions that we don't have. We just, you know, categories to fit into. Mm. And so, but on the other side of that is. Everybody's bipolar. Oh my god, PTSD. I got I need a comfort animal. Let's go the fuck up. <laughs> I need a comfort animal. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny though, because a comedian with a stand-up comedian was saying that when he, now he gets on the plane and it's like a fucking zoo. I mean, I think that's everything that we've talked about as far as when it comes to you know your career, um, Joey's life, my life. I love finding all the different commonalities that exist. 
you know, I think that's the point of this whole show as a show that we're all very different, but almost like we're also very much alike. All of us, every human being alive right now that has a heart beating and a mind that can think and a mouth that can speak and ears that can hear, we're all very much similar. And that's what this is about. You've had a very wild night. Grew up in Long Beach and things that I've never had to deal with. I've never had to box, but I understand so much about your life because that's of what you've gone through emotionally and what you've gone through on the spiritual side of things. So. You know, that's where, you know, I always feel joy because when he told me about his awakening, I knew that something in me was awakening too at that time. I knew that something was burgeoning in me that I didn't understand. And so like you were able to see a lot of different sides of Joey. And you were also one of, you know, the main people as far as training Joey's children. So when the when Joey was going through all the things that he was going through as far as experiencing his awakening and his family being there and witnessing it. What were they telling you? Like, what were the things that you were hearing from the, you know, the peanut gallery? I would say that, you know, <laughs> the, the dad is is going through like very very measured mm-hmm. with their words, you know, <laughs> very measured with that's but good. but you know like like at the end of the day, like they love their father, mm-hmm. you know, like don't say anything about my dad, and I wouldn't. I've never he's been my boy for twenty plus years, so <clears throat> I know him, but I didn't know that he had just like reinvented himself or hmm. awakening or whatever you want to call it you know what i mean and i and they tell me you know he was just there so i mean he looked over he got up and said oh shit and something fell over there like you know. <laughs> 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 it was like that yeah <laughs> it was pretty close yeah dude. it was good but, you know but he is like and then like he's always been a little off but like ish. like like ish off ish ish but but crazy smart. Yeah. The key is crazy, but smart. Like think you know like like a lot of a lot of things you go. Fuck's wrong with you, bro? And then it happens. You go. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. But it was it. It, it seems as he's kind of calming or pulling himself back down or together or or, or for lack of a better term wrangling what he wants to be as, a, as an individual, as a human, as, as a person that's going to give. But I remember before, it was all about me. me, me mm-hmm. When I say me, I mean him. Mm-hmm. You know, and him and his family, like, oh, I need, I need my rent. And I'm gonna, I want this house. And I want these cars. I want this car. And I want this clothes. And I want this. And I want my business and my wife and my kids. This And oh, this house is not big enough anymore. I want this house. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get this house. And I'm going to get this car. And my kids are going to wear these clothes. And they're going to go to this school. And then, oh, shit. I don't want that house no more. It's not big enough. I want that house. <laughs> Dude, six, eight homes in like eight, five years, six years. And I'm like, and each one bigger and more exquisite than the other. And all I was like, damn. But at the end of the day, like, it doesn't matter what you got, it's, it's who you are. You know, and he's always been cool to me. And he's always, if I've ever needed help, he helped me every time. And and would 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 give me a shirt off his back if he knew I was cold. It wouldn't fit, but it just. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he's he's been a true friend for many many years, and I would. Uh, yes, sir. Thank and you. I would. Uh, you I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't turn my back on him if, if someone paid me. Hmm. And and you know, it's it's. But it depends on how much they pay, though. It <laughs> <lie>. This guy <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> Six hundred grand. No, they said like fifty bucks. I'm like, that is maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Um, what 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 things going on right now in 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 your life? Okay, do you so, want to highlight? Like, what are so you doing I'm right a, now? I own a uh, own and operate and run a security company mm-hmm. called uh, Jaws Protection Service. Jaws. Yeah, because my initial is Jeremy Allen. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Figures. <laughs> no homework done there. Uh, <laughs> just uh, oh, you boxed for a while. <laughs> what do you do now? <laughs> Oh yeah, you're a security guard. <laughs> but but mind you, like I I am I, I own a security company, but I'm the janitor and the fucking president. I'm everything. You know, what I mean, like I do. I'm not I'm not too afraid to. Would work. you hire me? Uh, not really, big? Not really. Damn, that's fucked up. Be, simply because at night yeah. nobody would see me. Damn, because I'm blue black. That's so terrible. <laughs> and you like I'm the blue like, black brother. And you like show. wearing black? I do yeah. like wearing. <laughs> I'm just going to go see my teeth in my eyes. That's <laughs> Well, well um, so I did, um, my my security company is like it, it's 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 my pride and joy. Like I enjoy I enjoy what I do. I enjoy doing it. You ever knock anybody out? No, no. Doing no. the whole security Pull thing. Pull my gun, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But uh-huh. like, like I don't like I'm not really the guard anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But but before I mean like I do what I gotta do to win. I understand it. I understand it. I understand it. Um, well, guys, listen. Um, one last question, because I always like asking this question. If you had one hour left to live, <laughs> oh, yo, okay, what's up? what Dude, would you I do? I would spend it fucking breakdancing. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> Bam! What's up? Bam, what you doing? Boxing and breakdancing. Break there. Did you actually like breakdancing growing up? Is that a thing? Did you breakdance? Uh, yeah. Yeah, come on. I bro. wasn't very good, but everybody <laughs> broke. Did you know the top rock? I broke. I I can break dance a little bit. I know windmills and everything. You mean up rock? Is it up rock? Is that what it's called? called? Well, now they call it top rock. <laughs> Dude, I was I was like, I was good enough to be like on the break dancing crew. I was good enough to be like the opening guy. <laughs> and then like the dude would jump out and do something better than the homie jumps up. Oh, I got you, dog. <laughs> it's because I have white. The jeans, you do, yeah, yeah. That so is, the, mean, you know, like, it happens. I would kick one, you would like do windmills. Like, ah, I can't, what? I ain't got that in my wheelhouse. I got that in my wheelhouse. Now, Joy, what would you do for the last hour? I guess I just pray. Hmm. I guess I that's all you can do with an hour left. Well, what you gonna pray for? <laughs> <laughs> what you pray for? <laughs> you already know it's ending. No, nah, I will. If I had an hour left. <laughs> Out of hour left, let me see. I mean, you already gonna die again. Yeah, man. If I had an hour left, pray, meditate, so, you know. I'm honestly, if I, I'm gonna call mama. You know, I'm, you know, mama's still here. I'm gonna call mama and I'm gonna be like, mama, thank you. And that's it. That's all mama wanna hear. She just wanna hear thank you. So I'm gonna call my mama and say, mama, thank you. And then I'm gonna call my dad too. My bad, dad. Call my dad too. Call my parents. But you already gonna die. Who can fuck? I know. That's why it's weird to even say. Yeah, I, I guess. Wait, I just, wait, wait. I are just you pray dying? No. Nah, you, or are you just. No, an hour evaporate. left and it's over. You evaporate. You done. Sayonara. Mm. Well, I guess I'm going to pray too then. Well, depends where you're at. It does depend on where you're at. You know, you be. You what are you with somebody you like? In the back of a cab or in a, are you, what they call the. Uh, what if you're in an Uber pool? Yeah, you know what would you, you know, do if you're in Uber pool with an hour left? Yeah, you just <laughs> grab the person next to you, just kiss yeah. out of I would, hey, you know what I would know. What else I do? I run into the supermarket and start biting fruit. Bang! <laughs> 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 hey, what is this? 
that's a combo. Hey, <laughs> combo. <laughs> Hey, who got the pineapple? Shit, I'm about to eat this pineapple. Give me a pineapple. Oh, God. Um, well, hey, guys. Uh, hey, you got to eat monkey, uh, bananas like monkeys. You ever oh, seen yeah. a monkey? I've been running by like, high-fiving people. That's, that's exactly what you should that's be doing. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what you should be doing. Well, listen, today's episode has been incredible. Thank you, Jeremy, for showing I up today. Appreciate that. Um, Joey, thank you. Jossie, thank myself. Sadnam. Sadnam. See you. Thank you.